your positive, positive, positive imprint. 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 Stories are everywhere. People and their positive action inspire positive achievements. Your PI could mean the world to you. Get ready. For your positive imprint. Well, hello, everybody. This is Catherine, your host of Your Positive Imprint. My podcast is a variety show and it's global. Positive imprints are inspiring you. Today's imprints are over in Norway. I'm doing something very different for this episode, and that is I'm going on a video and audio adventure with Norway's Tundra Tours into the forest and national park via Skype. Tundra Tours is a fabulous positive imprint with guide Bernie. His passion is to not only provide an awesome fun experience, but to also equip clients with backcountry skills, wildlife information, plant and tree identification, so that one can enjoy the outdoors practically anywhere. His family values and respect for the outdoors make Bernie a positive imprint. Get inspired. Come on the journey with us. A few months ago, I featured Espen and Kina from Norway. Espen said this. You don't need to be a full-time adventurer to, to have nice experiences in the woods. Everyday outdoors life, uh, we try to make, to visualize to people that you don't need much time. You, if you have one day off, you can take your tent, you can grab some gear and food, and you don't have to go so far to get a great experience outdoors. You just need to get outside and see the opportunities that are close by. So I'm so glad you are joining us on this Outdoor Adventure podcast with Bernie Kina Espen in Norway. The videos are available on my blog at yourpositiveimprint.com. Your Positive Imprint podcast. What's your P.I.? I am really super excited about this adventurous weekend. <laughs> a few months ago, I had Kine and Espen on from Norway, and they talked about their adventures. And Kine had this great idea to do another podcast based on a different way of bringing you an adventurous time in Norway. So we're going to try that this weekend. They are out in northern Norway, and they are taking a tour with Tundra Tours, Bernie and Lynn. Hello, Bernie. <laughs> Hi, Lynn. Hi. And they are bringing along their baby, Julia. <laughs> How old is Julia? Just about one year now. Ah, so she is just going to, she's going to be an outdoors person. She'll be a guide just like you, Bernie. <laughs> yes, sir. She was camping when she was seven months old for the first time, so uh, she's well used to it. <laughs> yes. Sorry, seven weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, corrected by the wifey. <laughs> she's a year, but she was camping since she was seven weeks old. Okay. <laughs> That's cute. And hello, Espen and Kine again. Hello. You have been adventurous since the last time we talked, and now a huge adventure coming up this weekend. <laughs> and you have the dogs there, too. Bernie and Lynn, yeah. I think, Bernie, you're from Ireland, right? Yeah, both Lynn and I are from Ireland. Both of you are from Ireland. What brought you to Norway to be guides? The, the pureness of the outdoors, um, 
we lived in uh, Dublin city center and well, not the Dublin city center, but just outside Dublin city center we lived and uh, we were running our own business over there and we just wanted to take a year off and go to Norway. And uh, we did, but then uh, the year just went on and we just stayed. And while we were here, uh, we got questions about if there was anyone speaking English who can guide some people. So we started with that and then they wanted to return and they asked if they can book in with us and i said well actually we are we are we are not professional guides we are just do, just doing this for the fun of it because we love the outdoors and and uh, so on and so forth then they said well we would like to come back again and so we said okay grand and then that's how it all started with uh, us just doing it for the fun of it and now we live of it Wow. How long ago was that when you and Lynn came to Norway? Five years ago now. Yay! So now you are guides. And I've been seeing you all over Instagram, and you're always bringing people out, and I think that's just so awesome. I hope one of these days it'll be my husband and myself going out. (laughs) Uh, We had people from New York last summer. In two weeks' time, we're getting people from Italy. Uh, They're going to experience Beaver Safari, moose safari, uh, fishing, camping as we're doing at the moment, and uh, and lots more. You had posted a picture of a moose on Instagram. So tell me what a moose safari is, as well as, I'm sorry, I forgot what you said already. Beaver, yeah. beaver safari. A moose safari is, um, well, we get up close and personal with the, with the wildlife around here. And... Um, uh, I've got to know the area quite well. So we are just observing, taking photos, uh, video and that kind of stuff of wild moose out in the well, into the wild there. And then uh, in uh, with the beaver safari, we do canoeing and we paddle up the river uh, and we know where the beavers are. And then we hang about and I talk about the beavers, explain about the beavers and... Uh, and then we watch them coming out from their little huts, uh, either by themselves, uh, going up into the like the side of the the riverbed, and they're there collecting the food and so on. And then we watch them eat and that kind of stuff. Uh, and sometimes we are really lucky that we see them coming out with a whole family of beavers. All right, so we know what you do in the summertime, and I've seen Instagram photos of your tundra tours in the wintertime. So tell me about what you and Lynn do in the wintertime. And Lynn, do you go with Bernie on all of these excursions? Um, I go on some of them, but uh, not as many as I used to uh, since Julia came along. Uh, <laughs> but when I'm a bit older, maybe next year I might be able to start going on them again. We go on our own personal ex- excursions or camping trips, which would be slightly shorter or not as far in distance. Uh, but when it comes to going on the winter excursions with customers, I, I would help out maybe with the equipment and packing, unpacking, uh, drying of the equipment and those kind of things. But I would actually... Oh, that's right, Jeff. <laughs> Soon we'll have an extra pair of helping hands when she's right. old enough. <laughs> we do quite a few things. Uh, we do Arctic training. So we teach people how to do uh, camping in the wintertime. Uh, you're dragging a polka, which is a sled behind you. 
with all your necessary stuff that you need to survive out in the wilderness or up in the mountains. So we train people before they, for example, going to cross Greenland. That's, that's the same if anyone was going to do North Pole and something like that. But we don't go to that extreme that we don't go to North Pole ourselves. But we can teach people how to prepare themselves to do Greenland. Uh, setting up camp, uh, how to dress properly, uh, how to make food, uh, skis, all that kind of stuff. But the other big part is snow kiting. So snow kiting, which is also big in America, it is actually ski or snowboard on your feet and uh, a big kite in the air and letting the wind drag you over the the mountain range uh just having a great old crack all together and um yeah uh, we teach people to to uh, to actually uh learn this in uh, in a safe way you know and uh everybody that has been on the course with us goes like ends up with having the knowledge and can do this on their own afterwards. So the, it will start on, a, say, a Friday evening. Uh, then we go through the gear and we hand out the, the kites and so on and so forth. And then on Saturday and Sunday, we actually do the kiting and they leave on a, sa- a Sunday with the knowledge of how to actually do it by themselves. That is just so awesome. Uh, what a absolutely fun job to have. And be out in the wilderness with the animals and, of course, stargazing, constellations. Yeah, I, I think it's wonderful that you're bringing skills to people. And also, as Espen had said several months ago, to get people to at least look outside and see what opportunities are around them and go outside and enjoy it and de-stress. So Espen yeah. and – oh, go ahead. No, no, that's exactly it. Uh, 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 that's one of the reasons why we started this, because as we lived in the cities ourselves, we uh, we know what we were missing. And uh, and when we got here, I just like urged to show other people exactly what we have seen, because we have the northern lights, we have the total darkness. So we have no pollution of light pollution. Uh, we have the reindeers, we have the wolverines, we have we have the wilderness just outside the door. So like you open up the door and there you are. It literally, we are five minutes, not, not even, and you're in the wilderness. I have a question about one of the items. I know you're going to be using a tree tent and I wanted to know if that's a tree tent like what the rock climbers use or is it a hammock? No, it is actually in between of both of them. It is an English company that started a few years ago uh, producing, uh, well, it is, as you said, a hammock between a hammock and a climber's tent. But this is actually a little bit different. You have actually three hammocks in one, with, but it's actually a tent. I, I don't know how to explain it, but and then you hang it up with three spots in uh, each of like you have three trees in a triangle, and then you hang it off those three trees. You can then decide if you want to have it just a meter, two meters, five meters, ten meters. You decide, and it comes with a ladder and everything. Yeah, and we will have something exciting tomorrow, and I won't tell anyone, not <laughs> even as. <laughs> tomorrow you just have to just do it oh, <laughs> so it, wow. it, it, 
And uh, and tonight, I just told them, um, tonight, we're going to do a beaver safari. So we're going to jump in the canoes now later on tonight and then out on the beaver safari, coming back here. And they're going to climb into their tree tents and we're going to sleep in the teepee here. Uh, but Espinakin, it's going to be in their tree tent. And then early in the morning, we're going to go out for a little excursion. And then later in the day, we're going to do... Yeah, something exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you come upon internet and you feel like Skyping. We will. This is exciting, and I'm looking forward to the opportunity. And Espen and Kine, I'm just so happy for you with the time that you spent over the last week up in the north, and now with Lynn and Bernie and Julia. So happy trails, as we say in the United States. It's one o'clock in the morning out in Norway, and we have the adventures. So tell us about the tree tents. Uh, The tree tent was really awesome. Uh, It's the best place I've ever been sleeping in when I've been sleeping outside. I slept like a baby. So comfortable. (laughs) The mosquitoes are out. Yeah, yeah, because so they're nice. hitting the speaker where you're at, and we can hear them as they go by. Yeah, I, got, I got about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight mosquitoes on my hand right now. <laughs> oh my! Well, somebody needs to spray Espen down. <laughs> we did, but it's, it's not working. <laughs> oh, it's not working. So you're out with the mosquitoes, but you had a good time up in the tea the tea tree tent. So how was the adventure today? What did you all do? You went spelunking. Yeah, we did. Yeah, uh, we got the, that was the, that was a surprise, right? So I, I took them into the into this uh, marble cave. So it is this massive marble cave uh, that is by the riverbed, and you have to crawl in on your fours to get into this cathedral of a marble place. So it's this massive cave then you get into and uh, they didn't know anything about it until they actually stood at the entrance of it and uh, so we took an awful lot of photos we're going to send to you I don't know if Espen has already sent it to you Kina and Espen got to explore the cave as well as um, as, um, well Kina had imaginary stories about cave wolves and whatnot <laughs> so uh, it became a very interesting story she became the guy in the end <laughs> dragon inside yeah we saw a dragon yeah yeah and uh, it has gone in there a couple of well a thousand years ago and uh it's turned into a stone so it's still sleeping in there so we got that on photo as well. So I don't know if you, you sent that over as well. Not yet, but we'll, we'll send it. Yeah, That'll be and, uh, fantastic to see. And then uh, Kina, yeah, she saw the things that we had never seen before, <laughs> such as the, the, the table. <laughs> and so you went spelunking. So this is with Tundra Tours. This is with Bernie. And we're doing kind of this fun little podcast where we're able to go on the adventure with you. And right now, check the website out, yourpositiveimprint.com, and you can see pictures on my blog of what I am looking at, mosquitoes. (laughs) And amongst the mosquitoes, we have three figures. 
<laughs> Aspen from Norway, Kine from Norway, and Bernie from Ireland, but residing in Norway as a guide. So you're 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 wearing your life jackets. So you're heading out, or you came back from the canoe ride? No, we just parked the canoe uh, at the shore of the the river. We're actually standing in the middle of a little uh, pathway for the beaver. So um, there. Oh, that's just gorgeous. And so some of those trees that we're seeing that are cut low, do you see the, are any of them beaver cut? Yes. Uh, actually, we can walk a little bit further down here and I can show you one. And what river is this that we're looking at and that talking about so that the listeners kind of have an idea as to where you are? Although Norway, I will have to pull out a map. Yeah, we are actually in the middle of Norway, in the the, the 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 thinnest part of Norway. Uh, that's the middle of Norway between the sea and Sweden, and we are in the very middle of it. So it's the very smallest part of Norway, and we have a national park. It is the second oldest national park of Norway. Uh, it was uh, it was established in 1967, and it's called Borgefjell National Park. Uh, so we are just here now, and the river that we are at is called Rensel River, so Rensel Elva, uh, which means the clean river. Um, but um, yeah, so we are in the national, just outside the national park. We are looking in, if you turn the camera, you see the mountains up there. This is the national park border. And how large is the national park? And is, how many national parks does Norway have? Do you know? Oh, God, wow. we have quite a few. Oh, that's uh, good. That's good. But uh, I don't know. How, how many do we actually do have? Uh, quite many. Quite a lot. Uh, so that's something that I can look up and provide to the listeners through the blog at, again, yourpositiveimprint.com. And so the mountains, you have the mountains, you have the river, you have been canoeing, you're spelunking, and you are just having a wonderful adventure out there with uh, Tundra Tours with Bernie. And of course, you had adventures prior to this. And how often do you go? Oh, Espen, hello. <laughs> I was just going to say how big it was. It's 1,447 square meters. Okay. So it's a fairly large park. Yeah, it's not as big as like the ones I usually do have in America, I guess. Like uh, uh, Yellowstone is much bigger, but it's quite similar to the, the Yellowstone National Park. Um, I just uh, checked it up. In Norway, we have 47 national parks, 40 of them uh, here at the mainland, Norway, and seven on Svalbard. It's the island. Outside Norway, yeah. towards the North Pole. Okay, so 47 national parks. My husband and I are going to have to get going if we're going to visit the national parks in the United States and Norway. <laughs> And Canada and all the national parks we're wanting to visit. <laughs> That's a lot. But so, I, Bernie's just going to pick up a beaver cut ranch. Those listeners who have not been out in the wilderness to see what a beaver does, a beaver will chew on the branches or on the, the tr or on a tree that has fallen, or they can actually fell a tree, smaller trees. And how would you describe the shoe marks it's kind of at an angle hourglass hourglass kind of like an hourglass yeah, yeah. that's right 
Yeah, that's that's interesting. And you are getting chewed up by mosquitoes. Yeah. <laughs> How was it last night going out on the river in the middle of the night? It was awesome. Uh, we thought uh, Bernie actually saw a beaver, but uh, he has a trained eye, and um, so me and Aspen didn't see it. But we thought we saw beavers uh, all all up and down the river, every tree in the in the river, and every stone and at the shore. We thought was uh, beavers, so we had a really fun time. <laughs> oh, we, we saw the big family with the duck, the the salmon duck, yes, with uh, maybe the seven or eight babies. Um, and I heard uh, like the. She was dark man when I took her up all And I heard uh, the reaper. Grouse. The grouse. Yes. Oh, the grouse. They can be spooky, or they can spook you when they come out because they're yeah. big and they make such a loud noise. Yeah. <laughs> and I hear songbirds in the background right now. Yeah, yeah, they sing all night. They don't stop singing because the it, it doesn't get dark, so they're like constantly singing. That's a wonderful tune to be able to fall asleep to and have wonderful, lovely dreams. But this is, uh, anyway, now I brought a little branch with me. There you are. Do <laughs> you see the branch? It's a lovely branch. It's a tall branch. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so this is a small branch. This is his favorite. It's a silver birch. That's his favorite branch. And um, so he actually shut down huge trees massive high tall trees but he only takes the small parts of the top of the tree and the rest is actually food for rabbits or hare and uh, the deer the moose and so on and so forth the beaver itself only eats the small little parts and he dragged that underneath the lake just by his hut and his have it underneath the water and this is his lunch as such so um <laughs> The, the ice just went away, let's see, uh, roughly a month ago. So it's quite cold here still, but the, uh, and um, so his hibernation in his uh, in his hut, he has all his food underneath the ice. But as soon as the ice breaks, he comes back up, and then he's really hungry. And then uh, he chops down most of the trees around here and having a big old feast and just having a good time. So this is this is like just a couple of days ago. I love nature. And so on the blog, everyone, they're going to be looking at this video and seeing you guys out there. This is this is just a really fun way to bring your adventures to people who are interested all over the world. And I think it's exciting that we're able to connect in this way yeah. with internet. I, I just think it's cool. I mean, here you are over in Norway. And I have listeners all over United States, Africa, of course, Norway, and all over Europe, Australia. And it's exciting. It's really, really exciting. And, and I know people, when they travel, they're, they're going to want to go to these places. It's just absolutely beautiful out there. And now how come, I'd like to know, how come when Bernie was up here close to the camera, the mosquitoes weren't around him, but Kine and, and Espen, they're all over you guys. <laughs> 
Because I'm allergic. <laughs> so the mosquitoes loves me. That's just how it is. <laughs> ah, sweet blood, I guess. Bernie, sorry, but Kine has no, the sweeter no, blood. <laughs> no, that, that's not necessary about. The thing is that the mosquitoes is allergic against me, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you were out on the water that we were looking at just now. Okay, so it's really nice, calm. If you want to, we can go down to the canoe. Are you guys going to get in the canoe? Yeah, yeah, if you want to. It's if right you, order. You yeah. can walk down to... Yeah. Okay, so we're there walking over to the canoe. We want to be quiet in case they spook an animal. We all want to see it. There goes a moose to your right. <laughs> <laughs> this is the back of the beaver hut. The entrance of the beaver hut is in the water underneath. So it, it goes quite far in, down below, and then you're actually inside this little... Um, green uh, little it's not like a regular beaver hut as you see with all the sticks on yeah this it's is very different in the mud. yeah it's in the mud area and then we have a regular beaver hut a little bit further down which has sticks on it so all in all it is three different families here but it's five beavers living here but uh, two of the beavers uh, the two of the beaver families as such have just got kids so i know that they are in here but how many kids? I don't know. So I'm still waiting to see when they will actually come out. They haven't actually arrived out of the den yet. They're still in there. So uh, I was hoping that it was going to happen this week. If not, it's going to be happening within the next week or so. Yeah. And what's the vegetation that we're seeing? That uh, the, in Norwegian, they call it chad. And it's in the same family as the silver birch, where it's quite small. So you have the silver birch and then the smaller ones is in the same family as the silver birch. We, but in Norwegian, they call it chad. And I don't okay. know what you call it in English because we don't have it in Ireland. But the beaver absolutely adores these small ones and then the silver birch, of course. Okay. And so the birch tree, is it like the trees up in northern United States where the bark peels off? Yes, it's exactly the same. So it is the same silver birch. This is what we make fire out of. We, we just peel this off. It's like paper. And then we can light this off with just one fire starter. And then you have Exactly. That's it. So. Uh, what are the yellow flowers? Oh, yeah. These are quite tall yellow flowers. These actually get up to a meter tall. A so meter these tall. Growing, wow. um, and they are called bowls, but. Uh, exactly what they're called in English, I don't know, but uh, they're called bowls. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, we were looking at the huge mosquito that just flew in, and we oh, got right. it right on camera. It was huge. <laughs> he smiled uh, right at me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he knew he was going to suck Kina, so um, <laughs> that's why he was smiling. But... Uh, Look at all of that. That is, he's been eaten. This is so fresh. So here he has been having a party. Just out here enjoying it, you know. And uh, you get up close to the animals and uh, it, nothing beats this. Do you have you ticks up in Norway? Uh, pardon? Do you have ticks in Norway? Uh, in the south of Norway, but not up here. Okay. Uh, in the very south of Norway, you have the ticks. So you have the Lyme disease down in the south, but up here you don't have it at all. So it doesn't exist up here. 
we don't have any snakes, we don't have any dangerous spiders, we don't have anything that is uh, like uh, you don't get like bitten or sick or anything like. We have the mosquitoes, we have the we have the um, uh, nuts as they call them. They are small little. Uh, it's like a, a mosquito, but they're just smaller ones. But uh, but we have nothing that is dangerous or anything like that. You know. You don't get sick of being bitten by mosquitoes, except if you're allergic, of course. <laughs> Keen is allergic, but you, you don't get sick. You just get, uh, uh, yeah, you get swollen. I take it the national parks in Norway allow dogs because they're, we've been seeing your dog quite a bit. So that's nice. That's nice to be able yeah. to bring your pup. Oh, absolutely. Uh, she comes with me everywhere. And she's also the logo of the business. So she is the head of the business. <laughs> oh, she is the head of Tundra Tours. That is awesome. <laughs> and what's her name again? Colleen. And in Irish, that Colleen. means little girl. Yeah. Oh. So, that's, uh, so that's a Gaelic for little girl. Colleen. Okay. Yeah. Colleen in Irish is C-A-I-L-I with the fada uh, N. And that's Colleen. That means that that's a little girl. So, yeah. All right. So are we ready to go in the canoe? Yeah. The beaver is in the same family as the squirrel and, an, and the rat. So they have teeth that constantly grow. Yeah. You have to do things with your teeth. If not, they will constantly grow. A lot of people think that the beaver eat fish and that kind of stuff. That's not true at all. They only eat bark. Are you sleeping during the day? And going out at night, or is this a 72-hour go yeah, well, I work, I work during the day as well. So last night we were up till 4 o'clock in the morning, mm -hmm. and then we slept till around 12. And then we <laughs> went out again this, yeah, from 1 o'clock, no, sorry. 2. We, yeah, 2 yeah. o'clock or so. Uh, then we went out and uh, explored some more. So uh, tomorrow we're going to do fishing. I'm going to show you something else that is kind of cool for you to show. And that's, um, I don't know if Kina will like it, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm staring at something with heights or some uh, river, bad river paddling. It's <laughs> not of those. Has, has the surprise happened yet? No, no, we are waiting for you. Okay. The guys don't, they don't know yet what's going to happen. Oh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Kine, do you have your, like, a bathing suit to get back to shore? <laughs> uh, I'm not that, um, I don't actually like being uh, on water so much. I like to have fast ground under my feet. <laughs> Okay, so how far is this surprise? This is exciting! I think we're going to paddle inside a tunnel. I, uh, I can see where we're going. <laughs> paddle guys, paddle! <laughs>
So how do you know if there's going to be something inside of it? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> oh, there's oh. the other side. It is a tunnel. Uh -huh. You ready, guys? Yeah. No shelving in here, okay? No shelving? You made it out! Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, well this is this is exciting that you're taking your positive imprint on this journey. Yeah. It is just gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I'm like kinda in shock because I don't like uh, tunnels and in the water, but I survived, so... Well, it's nice and calm, it's just absolutely beautiful, and it's 8 to 9 degrees Celsius, which is like 45 to 48 degrees Fahrenheit. I just told them we're going out on this big uh, lake, and I hate when it's uh, dark water and I can't see the, the, the bottom, so... Yeah. So I want us to turn around. <laughs> Because I don't like this, <laughs> but uh, I know I'm not going to die and I will survive. So, but we we can just turn around now. <laughs> Espen, Kina, thanks so much for sharing your experiences with your positive imprint. It's always fabulous to connect with both of you. Well, I want to just ask Bernie a couple of more questions. Yeah. So you're busy all the time. Uh, yeah, I try to keep myself busy anyway. So um, um, uh, I was up until Wednesday, I was a lifeguard in the evening. And then I'm working in a wildlife park uh, with oh. uh, wolverines and wolves and uh, lynx and all that kind of stuff. Oh, that and is then, another uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, well, yeah, for sure. We can, uh, we can do a live video within the park as well. From that on, we have uh, Tundra Tours. So then uh, it's like uh, full on with uh, adventure at all times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, I, and, and then uh, I'm a, a, like um, a, fire, a fire brigade on the side. I'm a smoke diver. Oh, so, my goodness. Yeah, so uh, if there's a call out, then I have to go, you know. When you live in the places that we do, like you as well, then any like everyone is needed if something happens, you know. We live in a small town where it's only a thousand people living. And before that, I lived in an even smaller town where there was only 400 people living. So uh, we, we are in a very rural, small-time area, and it is no ambulances here, there's no police. We are only the fire brigade, and we, we do everything, you know. So, Bernie, this was really exciting going on the little tours with you and Espen and Kine and, of course, Lynn and Julia. And yeah. I have a, a few questions. CPR skills. Is CPR, does that mean the same out in your area as it does around the United States and Canada? Uh, um, uh, oh, H, uh, what do you call it? Yeah. HLR. Um, uh, H for heart, L for lungs, and uh, R for rescue. Oh, very interesting that it's that it's different in the different parts of the world. Yeah, so CPR, for example, in England and Ireland and America, any English-speaking country, they say CPR. 
but uh, here they say HLR, so HLR. So, um, yeah, so that's like 113 HLR. Uh, 113 is the emergency number that you have to call if something happens, you know. Oh, you you are. So that's in Norway, 113. Yeah, 113, 110 for fire and 112 for police. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, United States is 911. What's Ireland? Yeah. Uh, 999. Wow, I, I, I think it's so awesome to know how the rest of the world uh, has. Yeah. yeah, and it's just, like I say, with this podcast, there are global connections, and I'm learning so much about the different cultures around the world because of the internet, and of course people like you and all of the others, Espen Kine and all of my other featured guests, who have so much to tell about not just their culture, but about their positive imprints. So your CPR, you are, when you go out on Tundra Tours, do you need to be certified, right? Oh yeah, uh, and I'm certified through the work that I've done before, such as uh, being a fire brigade uh, in the fire brigade uh, as a smoke diver, as well as um, a lifeguard. Uh, so I have the full training, and I do the training uh, up till three times a year. Wow. Okay. And the lifeguard, I should ask and verify, clarify, mm-hmm. is that the same yeah. where you're at a a swimming? recreational area yes so it doesn't matter if you are in the swimming pool or by a beach or anything to do with water so say canoeing kayaking um swimming um iron man whatever you you, (laughs) as long as it's something to do with water you have to have uh uh the lifeguard um uh, education as such so uh yeah so it doesn't matter whatever it is, uh, lifeguard is a lifeguard, you know. All right. And you are lifeguard and you're a firefighter in Norway. And does, do those credentials carry throughout Europe or just in uh, the country you're in, the region you're in? When it comes to the fire brigade, I don't know. But when it comes to the lifeguard, then, this, then you can use it anywhere. As I, well, within Europe, that is. Uh, if it can work in America, that I don't know. Or the rest of Europe, yes. But when it comes to the fire brigade, I think I need to have extensive training with them as well, just to learn their politics and the ways that they are doing things, you know. When you're out in the National Park, have you ever had to resuscitate anybody? Or has anyone had an injury where you've had to... Call search and rescue, maybe not search, but rescue. No, uh, it's quite funny that you're uh, asking that question. Was it you? Yes. Oh! (laughs) I never actually had any one of my clients being sick or got hurt or anything like that. But uh, myself, yes. And it's on YouTube because I filmed everything. Uh, what happened was there was in the wintertime, we were out camping. Um, so we were way inside the National Park skiing and we were sleeping in these teepees, as you saw on the, on the video that uh, we Skyped about. And um, we uh, were in there and right before we were going to bed, I was chopping up some wood. And uh, it was the last wood, of course. And I was going to put it into the fire. And um, I was just going to chop it a little bit <laughs> smaller. Oh, and no. the axe slipped and it went straight into my hand. 
and uh, oh. it gushed blood everywhere, but uh, it was awful. And it was around seven o'clock in the evening. Um, so uh, Lynn was in the bed already uh, in her sleeping bag, and uh, and I just asked quietly, like um, Lynn, by any chance, do you know where the uh, the uh, first aid kit. First, first, yeah. Sorry, I'm just looking at Lynn now because she's shaking her head. Uh, first aid kit, and then um, and she said, "No, I think it is in the pulk bag. The pulk bag is a bag that you have on top of the sled." And uh, and uh, okay, can you get that out? And she says, "Did you hurt yourself? Yeah, a little bit. Can you just get it out?" <laughs> and then uh, she took it out, and then okay, you need to take out the compression band and uh, then she copped on that it was a lot of blood um and uh she put one on but it was bleeding so much that she had to put on two and then we got both of them on and then i said okay we just have to leave the camp now and then get ourselves down because this is bad and uh so we got my hand um, bound up and then uh, on with the skis and then walking down through the woodlands and down from the mountain. And then you have to cross this massive lake. I can't remember. It's a huge lake. On So it's frozen, of course. And so we have to cross that. And then uh, we finally got to the car and then it was... can't remember how late was it then. It was 7 o'clock. I hurt myself and it was around 11. Uh, well, Sorry, Lynn. Is too. Come on closer to the yeah, mic, yeah. Lynn. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. She's over here. I think we got to the doctors around about midnight, something like that. They were, they were just before the doctors was closing, the emergency doctor, and then they sent us to the hospital. Yeah. I think we got there around 1 a.m. So they sewed me up anyway at 2 o'clock. That was the last one. So, uh, but everything is on YouTube and it's in English because we speak in English there. So I filmed the whole the whole thing so you could see me on the operation table and you could see the the the, the, the everything <laughs> yeah, i'm filming when you're sewing my offering all that kind of stuff so it's everything is on tundra tours uh on youtube okay okay <laughs> <laughs> wow you were lucky you didn't chop your hand off uh well it won't go off my hand but my finger kind of gone uh and uh in some ways, was lucky that I hit my knuckle uh, because if there was the finger, the finger would probably would have gone. But because of the knuckle, it is uh, thicker; it's harder to get through. So, uh, but uh, uh, no, yeah, I'm lucky enough that I have no uh, damage to any ligaments or anything like that. I can, my hand is fine. But the funny thing was that after I'd done that, I had a week on me to amend because i had tours again so we were going on a new arctic training tour with customers so um, that was that was my biggest concern because well i was all sewn up and my i couldn't bend my fingers or my hand so i couldn't use my hand to grab around the ski poles or anything like that but uh, i still had people coming over and they came from ireland and they had pre-booked many weeks in advance, so it just had to go over it. So I taped my hand up instead, and then it, but it worked out. It was nice. It was, a, it was a good trip. Wow. <laughs> so that was a two-week trip that you were with me up in the mountains then. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and in the wintertime, you, you had to go in the dark, obviously. 
Oh yeah. So mm. as you, if you go on YouTube, you can see it. We just have the head torch on us and okay. walking over the ice. And uh, so I'm explaining what we're doing, and and now we have the car, and now we drive to the one hospital. And that doctor, he just can't, he can't deal with it. He just says, "No, sorry, this is too complicated for me." So, and then I needed to have an X-ray, and he didn't have the machine there because he was afraid that it was more damaged than what he could actually see. And then, uh, so we had to jump in the car again and go to the following uh, hospital, which was another hour away. And then we got there and then uh, they had to have two specialists coming in and um, they sold me up and I had to go back then a week later or so to, um, to do an x-ray, uh, a new x-ray to do a double checkup on, on, the, on the hand. Um, but uh, no, everything was fine. Uh, I was just extremely lucky. It was A- pure absolutely. luck. Absolutely, and I'm sure Lynn was extremely happy that you didn't pass out. Ah, <laughs> so. uh, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't have done that. I don't think so. Um, when things like that happens, um, uh, I surprised myself uh, how calm I am. So, um, so I explained to her how to put it on and all that kind of stuff. So I don't Good think job. that was the, the problem. But that, that's due to training. Because you do a lot of training with, and you have seen a lot of different things. Uh, because we, uh, I run now, um, as I said, the second command in this uh, wildlife park, and we have around uh, between forty and fifty thousand visitors within the summer season, and um, and uh, then you are bound to see some. Some uh, people have hurt themselves. For right. example, uh, yes, yesterday I had a kid that had uh, knocked a hole in his head. So, <laughs> mm. and <laughs> so that's I a lot of blood head injuries. That, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, uh, so I had to plaster him up and things like that. It just, it, it doesn't. I don't mind it, but uh, of course I get worried, but I don't mind it. Yeah. So uh, I, I think it is just something that you just get used to. Uh, but uh, yeah. I don't think I could have done the work that I do if I was going to be afraid of. Oh, absolutely. Of, uh, I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. Because if I'm you. way up in the mountains and something happens, you would need to know what to do. If not, you, you, well, it can be quite dangerous, you know? Absolutely. Yes. Oh, that, that is one of my worst nightmares. And that's why I, I was kind of happy when Keane and Espen, Espen was really keen on on working here and then uh, but um, Kina was also really like eager she was the one who was asking <laughs> a lot and then I was like yeah, yeah for sure because um, that made me so happy because uh, we need more people like Kina uh, in this type of business and it's fun that they could be as a couple going out and uh, and do this type of work together together with me that, that that's that's brilliant and then it just shows unity and family and uh... i love that thank you for sharing that thank you for sharing that you bernie and lynn have a wonderful uh guided tour business there in norway and i so much appreciate that you are bringing your values into your guiding as well as your expertise with the area the wildlife, and of course, safety and rescue. Bernie, thank you so much for sharing your positive imprint again. And I look forward to another adventure. And I think that yeah. setting up something and going over 
all of the work that you do, my gosh, you have so many positive imprints and going over the work you do over there at the wildlife park. I think that uh, another video podcast, if this one works out, would be amazing. Oh, the internet down there is even better. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's not a problem at all. That is the question, how is your internet? We, we sort that out and we can do uh, a podcast, a live podcast from our wildlife park and you can see you can see the the bears and the the wolves. Oh, hopefully the wolves, but yeah. uh, the lynx and all the other animals that we have here, and uh, all the fun stuff that. Uh, uh, yeah, and it's the the biggest, the largest uh, wildlife park with Nordic animals. In Norway or in Europe? In, in no, in in uh, in all of Europe. Wow. That would be amazing. Bernie, well, thank you so much again. And when you see Espen and Kina, thank you them also as well. And this has been such a joy to see what you do out in the wild and in the absolute beautiful, beautiful national parks there in Norway. Thank you again, Bernie, Lynn, and Julia. Thank you. And I hope to see you over here sometime. Wow, so many brilliant positive imprints everywhere. Thanks for exploring a small piece of Norway with your positive imprint. Next week's guests are two commercial airline pilots stranded on the island of Kodiak, Alaska due to a gorgeous cloud of fog. Thank you to Chris Knoll for the amazing music. Learn more about Chris at chrisknoll.com. That's C-H-R-I-S-N-O-L-E.com. This podcast is free, but please support me with reviews, five stars, and downloading my episodes. And you can check out those episodes from my website, yourpositiveimprint.com. Subscribing is free. Just hit the follow or subscribe button now. Your Positive Imprint. What's your P.I.?